Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 38, Selfina and the Barbary Lion in the Tower of London. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And in today's episode, we are going to travel to the Tower of London with Selfina, who is a very self-centered little goop, as she can be rather selfish. Now, the Tower of London is right in the middle of London, as you may imagine. And it was a place that I visited many years ago, and I loved it. It was the most amazing tour, just so full of history. And I wanted to write a story that included the Tower of London. So in doing my research, I found out some really interesting things. So this story is going to be set in 13th century London, and it is because there was a zoo at the Tower of London that was started in 1204, and that zoo lasted for almost 600 years. And there were monkeys and lions and a polar bear, and all of the animals that were in the zoo They were called the Royal Menagerie, and they were given to the royalty of London as presents from kings and queens of other countries would bring them these exotic animals as gifts, and they had nowhere to keep them. So they created the Royal Menagerie and let all of these animals roam around the Tower of London. Now, they had cages for some of them, but apparently they weren't very well attended to. And there was a lot of chaos. So, in today's story, Selfina will travel to the Tower of London, and she is going to meet a beast or two. And it is, there's going to be a Barbary lion. And the Barbary lions, I found out, they did live at the Tower of London, but they're now extinct, unfortunately. So we'll go back in time and take a visit. So enjoy the story, and I will see you on the other side where I will tell you how you can see all of the photos that go with this story and see what a Barbary lion looks like. Okay, I'll see you on the other side. Selfina actually thought She did precisely as she ought. She did not disobey one rule that she was taught at home or school. But more than this is necessary. Selfina, she was selfish, very. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a little goop girl called Selfina, who prided herself on following rules. She was a rule keeper, and it made her very uncomfortable when the other goops broke the rules. Like most rules, there was one exception when it came to rule keeping for Selfina. If she really wanted something and was feeling selfish, she would break a rule. One of her good goop friends was Dirty Gus, because he was a rule keeper too. He always had a dirty face but Selfina was far too self-absorbed to ever notice that. Selfina was quite selfish and always thought of herself first. She had a bad habit of thinking that there was never enough to go around 
so she hoarded food and toys and did not share them with others. Selfina carried around a little broom that she used to sweep things to her or sometimes away from her. If she was visiting Dirty Gus and she saw a pile of toys on the floor, she would pick up her broom and sweep them all towards her and sort through until she found her favorites. She would then discard the rest. Dirty Gus never seemed to mind, even though they were his toys. He was of a more generous nature. Selfina's mother tied her hair up in a little scarf in order to keep it clean, and Selfina dreamt of letting it down and wearing a crown, just like royalty. The only problem was, she didn't have a crown. One day during school, Miss Wigglebutt was droning on and on during history class, and Selfina felt as if she would fall asleep. So she closed her eyes for just a moment, and then she heard Miss Wigglebutt say, The crown jewels! So she popped her eyes wide open and perked right up. Dirty Gus looked over at her and smiled. He knew how desperately Selfina wanted a crown. The crown jewels are kept in the Tower of London, said Miss Wigglebutt. Selfina grabbed Dirty Gus's history book and stared down at the pictures of gold, jewel-encrusted crowns made of red and purple velvet, studded with jewels of the richest colors imaginable. Miss Wigglebutt went on to say that the crown jewels were worn by the royal family on special occasions, but the rest of the time they were on display in the Tower of London. When the school bell finally rang, Selfina jumped from her chair and pulled Dirty Gus's hand. Bring your history book, she demanded as she grabbed her own history book. Dirty Gus had no idea why she wanted his history book in addition to her own, but he complied. Follow me, and I will take you to a secret garden, called out Selfina as she charged ahead with hardly a glance behind her. Dirty Gus ran after her, lugging his history book, anxious to keep up. He followed Selfina over a stone bridge and down a winding staircase. On the other side of the bridge, there was a carpet of red, crunchy fall leaves. This is my super secret spot, whispered Selfina, and you can't tell anyone about it. You're lucky that I brought you here. Okay, I won't tell anyone, said Dirty Gus. What are we doing here? he asked. Selfina didn't say a word. She was always silent when she was about to break a rule. She sat down in the leaves and took out her history book and ripped out all of the pages with the pictures of the crown jewels. Then she grabbed Dirty Guess's book and did the same thing. Rip, rip, rip went the pages. Dirty Guess looked on horrified. He couldn't believe that she was doing this. They both knew they couldn't rip up school books. Stop! What are you doing? cried out Dirty Guess. But it was too late. Rip, rip, rip went the pages. We're going to get in trouble, said Dirty Gus in a tiny voice. I don't care. I want a crown, and I'm going to have one, snapped back Selfina. Then she gathered up the pages with pictures of the crown jewels 
and held them up to her head, one by one, asking, How do I look? Dirty Gus looked at her with his face aghast. He couldn't believe it. All he could think about was how angry Miss Wigglebutt would be. Selfina, you can't do this, he cried out. And just as he did, Selfina held up the photo of the largest crown she could find and placed it on her head. How do I look? she demanded. Dirty Gus leaned forward to get a closer look because all of a sudden he couldn't see Selfina anymore. All he could see was the crown. Then he heard a little pop and a fluttering of paper, and he looked down on the ground where Selfina had been standing, and all that was left was the crumpled page from the history book with a picture of the crown. Selfina had disappeared. Chapter 2 Selfina could hear tiny waves of river water splashing around her. There was a dark sky above her with a sliver of moonlight cutting through. Just enough moonlight that Selfina made out a large stone wall slicing through a river with a huge doorway cut out of it. Giant wooden gates slid across the doorway. Selfina looked down at her feet and saw that she was standing in a small wooden rowboat all by herself. She looked around, but only encountered darkness and water and the foreboding stone wall. Without warning, the large wooden gates slowly creaked open, making their way through the water. Selfina picked up an oar and shoved on through the gate. Once inside, the gates closed behind her. You've just come through Traitor's Gate. Who are you? Said a voice from the darkness. Selfina was startled, but she wasn't going to be thrown off by this mysterious voice. She lifted up her broom and demanded, Who are you? Well, you're quite the cheeky little one, aren't you? It is you who is the stranger here. And you came in through Traitor's Gate, not me, said the voice. Hmm, well, you do have a point there, sighed Selfina. I'm Selfina, and I don't know what Traitor's Gate is, and I don't know where I am. I was only trying on the crown jewels, and then I landed here, she continued. The crown jewels? You were trying on the crown jewels? I don't think so. That would be quite impossible, as you were outside the tower and not in it. What tower? inquired Selfina. The Tower of London, of course, replied a dark black raven who flew from above and landed on Selfina's shoulder. Selfina came eye to eye with the raven and decided to resist the urge to swat him away with her broom, which was a very wise decision on her part. The Tower of London? Really? I'm here? Why, you must show me the crown jewels. I really must have them, sang out Selfina. You can't be serious. You can't really think you can just have the crown jewels. 
You're in 13th century England, and you think you can just pop in and take any of the crown jewels you like? Surely you jest, said the raven as he let out a hearty laugh. <laughs> then he added, My name is Brainerd, and I dare say you are very fortunate to have met me first, rather than one of the Barbary lions from the menagerie. Brainerd went on to explain to Selfina that she had indeed landed at the Tower of London in the 13th century. And yes, the crown jewels were kept there, but they weren't available for Selfina to take as she pleased. Then he told her about the Royal Menagerie. The Royal Menagerie consisted of all of the animals that lived at the Tower of London. They were gifts from foreign kings and queens and dignitaries. There were several Barbary lions, an elephant, a Norwegian bear, lynxes, leopards, and other rare beasts. They were held captive in the tower as a private zoo for royalty. The beasts are quite unruly, and in my opinion shouldn't be here at all. The tower should be reserved for the royal raven, when it comes to animals. But alas, it is not my decision, said Brainerd. Unruly? What do you mean by unruly? inquired Selfina, as she felt a little chill creep up her spine. Just then, they heard a cannon go off, followed by the roar of a lion. That is exactly what I mean by unruly. One of the monkeys is shooting off cannons, and now a lion is on the loose. You should not be roaming the tower alone at night. The beasts will show you no mercy, warned Brainerd. And then the lion roared again. Only this time, he was much closer. Chapter 3 Selfina held up her broom as if to protect herself, as Brainerd silently shook his head. Then he whispered, Quick, come this way as he noiselessly flew in the direction of the White Tower and away from the lion's roar. Selfina grabbed her broom and ran after Brainerd, as quietly as she could. Brainerd flew up to a windowsill built into the stone wall that was high above Selfina. She could barely make him out in the dark, but she knew he was far too high for her to reach. The Barbary lion roared again. Please help me. I don't know what to do, cried Selfina as she stared up at him. Brainerd gazed down at Selfina. He knew she was truly a gem when she wasn't being so selfish, and he certainly didn't want to see her being eaten by a Barbary lion. Call on the poppies. They will show you what true generosity looks like. They will build you a net all the way up to my windowsill a net that the lion can't climb. Just sing to them. From the ground, magic is found. So Selfina sang out. From the ground, magic is found. From the ground, magic is found. As she sang, she felt the ground beneath her start to move. 
and then she felt tiny little vines creep up and over her feet. In the darkness, Selfina could make out the vines quickly creeping up the tower wall. She reached out and touched them, and they felt like ropes with soft petals interspersed. Up and up the tower wall they went, straight towards Brainerd. As the poppies moved upward, the lion roared again as he grew closer, and the monkey shot off another cannon. Selfina anxiously awaited on the ground as the poppies crawled up the wall. Don't start up until I tell you. I need to make sure that the poppy net is secure, said Brainerd. The lion roared again, and Selfina looked around to see a monkey walking on a nearby wall. He seemed to be looking for something. She heard him call out to the Barbary lion. I don't see her yet, but don't worry. I can spot everything from here, and I will find her. Selfina swallowed a lump in her throat. She knew they were speaking about her. She glanced back up at Brainerd and the poppy vines making their way upward. Brainerd, I have to start up now. That monkey will see me any moment, cried Selfina in a fear-laden voice. The monkey cocked his head and glanced around. He heard something. He narrowed his beady little eyes and focused them in the darkness. And then he slowly began to scan the horizon. And then, bam, he laser-focused in on the creeping poppy vines. He lowered his eyes to the ground, and there beneath the windowsill was a sliver of moonlight. And he watched as Selfina came into view for just a moment and then disappeared into the darkness again. There, beneath the white tower windowsill, I see her! Screeched the monkey as he pointed in the direction of Selfina. The Barbary lion turned and began to run at a furious pace in the direction that the monkey pointed. Selfina could hear him coming. Now! Called Brainerd. Climb now! Selfina reached out and grabbed the poppy net. It held strong. She clumsily began her upward climb, grasping each poppy as tightly as she could. She was only a few feet off the ground when the lion turned the corner. His yellow eyes gleamed in the moonlight. He stared at Selfina and licked his teeth with his giant tongue. She was too scared to move. Selfina tried to climb up the poppy net, but she couldn't. Her arms wouldn't move and her legs were frozen in fear. The Barbary lion charged straight for her. Everything felt frozen in time. Selfina knew the lion was charging straight for her, but she was unable to move. It was like a bad dream. Only, it wasn't a dream. Then she felt herself ascending upwards, almost like she was flying in the night air. The poppy vines came to life and pulled her straight up. Whoop! Up they went, crawling as fast as they could, up the tower, carrying Selfina with them. The lion lunged and jumped and tore at the dangling poppy vines near the ground. He ripped them to shreds in his anger. He had narrowly missed capturing Selfina, and he was furious. 
The poppy vines pulled her into the safety of the windowsill, where Brainerd was waiting. Selfina looked at him with tears of relief. Brainerd, I don't think I belong here. I don't want the jewels anymore. I just want to go home, back to Goop World, she whispered. Brainerd nodded his head in understanding. Your life is far more valuable than a bunch of jewels, no matter how beautiful they are, he said. I think you've learned the lesson you came here for. Would you like to see the crown jewels? Selfina looked up at Brainerd. She couldn't believe it. He was offering to show her the crown jewels. At this point, that was all she wanted, just to see them. She knew she didn't need to possess them. Yes, I would, she whispered shyly. Then Brainerd told her how they were sitting at the windowsill, right above the doorway to the jewel house where the crown jewels were stored. They were guarded day and night, but Brainerd knew his way around the tower and the jewel house. I will carry you with my beak and we will silently fly across the ceiling of the jewel house, where the guards won't see or hear us, and you will see the crown jewels in all of their magnificence, exactly where they should be. Brainerd picked up Selfina by the back of her dress and flew inside the Tower of London. He expertly made his way through the dark hallways as they flew above, all of the unsuspecting guards. They wound around several corners and down a set of stairs until finally they entered the jewel house undetected. Once inside, Brainerd flew Selfina slowly over the gleaming jewels on display. Selfina's eyes grew wide. The jewels were far more splendid in person than in her history book. She wanted to gasp out loud in awe, but thought better of it when she saw a guard pacing below her. After viewing the jewels, Brainerd returned to the windowsill where dawn was breaking. Selfina sat on the windowsill and looked below to see if the Barbary lion was still lurking about. He was nowhere in sight, but she could hardly believe the sight she saw. The red poppies were streaming from the window forming a giant net, and they flowed down to the ground beneath, where they spread out, surrounding the tower. They created an enormous field of red that covered the ground. Selfina had never seen anything quite so stunning. Brainerd, those flowers! They are more beautiful than the crown jewels, but how did they get here? The lion tore at them last night. I thought there would be nothing left asked Selfina. Brainerd looked at her and gave a sly smile. You have learned well, Selfina. These flowers are more beautiful than any crown jewels. Mother Nature always makes the most spectacular jewels, and there is an endless supply if we listen to Mother Nature. There is no need to be selfish. Selfina thought about this for a moment. And then she smiled at Brainerd and said, You're right. And now, young miss, it is time for you to depart before the Barbary Lion comes around again. 
Just trust in Mother Nature, replied Brainerd as he flew away. Selfina looked around, not sure what to do. She looked at the poppies beneath her, and they looked like a giant slide. I know you'll take care of me, Mother Nature, called out Selfina as she closed her eyes and jumped on the poppy slide and slid down, down, down until she landed back in Goop World, beneath the little bridge where she had left Dirty Gus. Selfina immediately set off to tell Dirty Gus all about the Tower of London and the Barbary Lion, but he was nowhere to be found. Dirty Gus was deep, deep in Mexico. But that is a tale for another time. So that concludes this episode of Goop Tales, Selfina and the Barbary Lion in the Tower of London. And if you enjoyed this story, I would love it and be so grateful if you would go to iTunes and leave a review for Goop Tales, because those reviews are what keeps me producing Goop Tales. And if you would tell your friends and family that you think would enjoy it and help spread the word. I will keep writing the stories. So now you can go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 38. So that's gooptales.com forward slash episode 38, where you can see all of the photos that go with this story. You will be able to see a picture of Selfina, of course, and the Raven, and the Tower of London, and the Barbary Lion. And you'll also see all of the incredible red poppies streaming out of the Tower of London, forming their gorgeous red poppy net and surrounding the Tower of London. So just go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 3838. And I invite you to download the first half of this story and to write your own story ending for Selfina and the Barbary Lion in the Tower of London. So that's it for this time. And I will see you next time when we go deep, deep into Mexico with Dirty Gus. So until then, make every day a goop day.